from COK Studios in Tom Ashbrook's attic, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. On today's show, we'll consider analysis of the Russian hacking report and what it means for the Trump presidency. We'll also consider a special farewell interview with President Barack Obama at the White House. And we'll consider that my mom still lays my clothes out on my bed for me every morning. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from ZoomTripTravelBot.com, the top-rated website with exclusive winter getaway packages to Lake Frigid, Frostbite National Park, and Mount Pointy. ZoomTripTravelBot.com. Tell them Peppo, the vacationing dwarf, sent you. And Meryl Streep, because she gives support to everyone just by being herself. For more information, watch Sophie's Choice, The Devil Wears Prada, Postcards from the Edge, or The Iron Lady. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. A new intelligence report released last Friday says that Vladimir Putin, the president of Russia, personally ordered cyber-hacking efforts to try and tip the 2016 election in favor of Donald Trump. Whether the hacking actually affected the outcome can't really be known. Yes, the report confirms Russia's role in denigrating Hillary Clinton as a candidate and undermining faith in U.S. democracy. Both President Obama and President-elect Trump have been briefed by U.S. spy agencies on the classified version of the report. Obama has taken action by sanctioning Russia in response to the cyber attacks, while Trump remains openly skeptical of the CIA and FBI and has praised Putin on Twitter. COK's own international gossip reporter and popular teenage girl, Melissa Reynolds, joins us in the studio now, along with John Smith, one of President-elect Trump's senior international advisors. Glad to have you both here. Hello. Hey. Melissa, what have you been hearing from your sources since the intelligence report on Russian hacking was made public? Ugh, this thing is a hot mess, Dinah. It's really, really totes obvious that Russia interfered in the election and did so in order to help Trump. The CIA and FBI don't get super into the details of why they know what they know, but they clearly know that Russia knew what they were doing, despite not being clear about telling everyone how they know what they know. I see. The Trump camp continues to be suspicious of the report, creating a standoff between the president-elect and the U.S. spy agencies. Oh, yeah. It's cray-cray. There's members of Congress, both Republican and Democrats, who all say that they believe Russia interfered with the election. And then you've got Trump saying he doesn't buy it. Mr. Smith, your boss was briefed last week on this and then said that he had tremendous respect for the intelligence community. Why is he still skeptical about the Russians clearly hacking the United States? Duh. I mean, yes, Mr. Trump is correct in saying that even if Soviet Union hacked the decadent United States, it did not affect the results of the election. He won fair and square. Soviet Union? Uh, Pardon me, Russia. The evidence of Russian hacking is very dubious, and Mr. Trump is correct that there are other nations hacking the U.S. all the time, like China or China. Russia may have done some hacking, but there's no big deal. Soon, Kremlin and White House will be very cross. Um, hello, it's a way big deal. This is like that time this pervy kid at my school named Todd hacked into a bunch of girls' Snapchat accounts because he heard there were some pictures of boobs. 
Ugh, there weren't, but there was a picture of my friend Denise in a thong that got sent around. It was wicked embarrassing for her, but the school didn't punish Todd at all because they said it wasn't their problem. Ugh, the Russians are just like Todd. They lie, they smell like potatoes, and they wear furry hats. So gross. I'm sure that was sad for your friend. It is too bad that some Americans got hacked by a mysterious enemy. The enemy isn't mysterious. It's clearly Russia. Is it? It is. That is your opinion. I am very sure that this will all be water under the bridge soon enough. Premier Putin will explain it all so that we will understand. Uh, don't you mean President Trump? Oh, yes. Trump. I guess we'll just need to wait and see if the intelligence community can sway Mr. Trump. Perhaps he'll address it in his press conference this week. Thank you for your time today. No prob. Das vidanya. I mean, good day. That was COK's international gossip reporter, Melissa Reynolds, and John Smith, who was probably a Russian spy. You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge. Now we turn to our outgoing president, Barack Obama. This week, Obama will deliver his farewell address, outlining his accomplishments over the past eight years in office, and lay out his hopes for the future. I was fortunate enough to have an intimate, one-on-one chat with President Obama last week at the White House, where we got to discuss some of those same things. Here now is that exclusive interview. President Obama, thank you so much for sitting down with me today. It's not very often I get a private audience with the president. Absolutely, Connor. I'm really happy to talk with you. Well, I'd like to begin by asking you what it's been like these last few weeks as you prepare to leave office. Are you sad or happy about moving on? It's, of course, bittersweet. Michelle and the girls and I have enjoyed living here the past eight years. We'll miss a lot of things about it. There's, frankly, a lot of things I won't miss, though. Oh, yeah? Like what? Pretending to care about what Mitch McConnell has to say. (laughs) I can see that. What will you miss most? I think I'll miss working on behalf of the American people to try and make this great nation of ours greater. I know we didn't get to do everything we hoped, but I feel like we kept moving the ball down the field the past eight years. I'll also miss the closets of the White House. They're huge. Um, excuse me, sorry, Mr. President? Trevin, what are you doing in here? I thought I told you to wait outside. I'm so sorry, Connor. We're kind of in the middle of this interview. Uh, It's all right. Uh, Who do we have here? Trevin Motley, sir. I'm COK's LGBT correspondent, and I'm also the president of the Share Fan Club. Well, very nice to meet you. I just wanted to say what an honor it is to meet you and how your work has been so instrumental to me and my life as a proud gay man. Thank you, Mr. President. Well, thank you, Trevin. We've worked really hard on behalf of the LGBT community to pass meaningful legislation that will level the playing field for everyone regardless of gender or sexual orientation. I think we've shown that through this landmark same-sex marriage ruling that love is love. Yeah, that was great and all, but I wanted to talk more about how you've dealt with Congress. You've really inspired me as the president of the Share Fan Club. There's this really bitchy faction in the club, and I have to try to work with them even though I don't want to. I mean, they tried to filibuster our outdoor screening of Moonstroke. I mean, who does that? (sighs) Thanks for showing me how to manage a bunch of really lame people. My pleasure, Trevin. I'm sorry about that, Mr. President. Uh, Let's get back to the interview. What do you think about the Republicans' attempts to overturn the Affordable Care Act, and do you think they'll be able to gut your signature piece of legislation? Uh, Look, I obviously think that taking insurance away from 20 million Americans is not good. Hopefully the Democrats in Congress will be able to make sure that the Affordable Care Act stays intact, 
I also hope that Republicans will see the merits of our program and change their minds before it's too late. Mr. President, you can't go! Uh, oh, uh, who, who's this? Alex, what are you doing in here? Alex Trubin, consider your health reporter, Mr. President. Alex, this kind of isn't the best time. Just one minute, Connor. I have 87 pre-existing conditions. Without Obamacare, I'll spend $58,000 a month just for my prescriptions. Oh, don't go, Mr. President. I beg you. Alex, I get that you're concerned, but there's not much I can do at this point. I'm afraid we'll all just have to wait and see. I do think that the ACA will be around in some form, mainly because the Republicans have no plan to replace it. I wish I shared your optimism. Things won't be as bad as you think. Tell that to my planter's wart, gingivitis, shingles, and chronic toe acne. Thanks for that, Alex. I'm afraid I have to go. I, I have another interview with Steve Inskey. Well, thank you for the time, Mr. President. Yes, thank you. And thank you. That was my exclusive one-on-one -on -one private interview with our 44th president, Barack Obama. That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more from the best-looking news team in public radio, visit our website, considerourknowledge.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us for breaking news on Twitter at ConsiderOurKnow. The podcast can be downloaded at iTunes and at Stitcher.com. The COK team includes Emily Clausen, Jeremiah Knight, Natalie Thorpe, Hobart Willis, Marianne Wetzel, Spencer Cannon, and Libby Mitchell. Our intern is Ryan Shattuck. This week's episode is dedicated to the late great Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. Melissa, what have you been hearing from your sources since the intelligence report on... An <clears throat> yes, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bow, bow. Okay. <laughs>